Good morning, my keto lovelies. It is, what, Friday morning? 8.25. Oh my goodness, why is it so early? I got up around 7 because I had a phone interview. And after that, I did my morning walk. While I did my morning walk, I did a keto health project check-in, which I'm going to play next. I'm going to talk about the weight loss that I've had, and you'll hear the update in that segment. And then after that, I'm going to talk about my hashtag for fitness that I started on Snapchat. So here we go. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Good morning, keto and low carb and weight loss and fitness and health friends. We're all on a holistic journey together. Oh, it's a Friday morning. I have had a job interview by telephone this morning, so I was up early, and I thought, since I'm up, I will start some exercise. I haven't exercised in months, not that deliberate, deliberate, it's still early, uh, you know, deliberately walking. Let me um, close the dishwasher so I don't ram my ankle into the door that would be pretty horrible. And I want to talk to you today, oh my goodness, not just about my journey. Put some light in this room. Beautiful sunlight, blue sky. It is still winter in the desert, but this is a little bit more what we can deal with here. I want to talk to you about exercising on keto when you're overweight and just beginning And I also want to address my humongous weight loss. I'm going to start with that. So, and, and by the way, while I'm talking to you, I'm going to be walking and getting my steps in. And I'll talk to you about my step goal as well. I um, apologize for the raspy voice. That's what happens when you get up early in the morning in the really dry weather we have here. But, um, so, I was really happy about this huge weight loss that I've had. And as of this morning, which is day five, I've lost 34 pounds. So I'm thinking, you know, this is a good thing. I've lost all this excess water. I'm probably getting into the fat now. Very small percentage of that so far. But I'm, I'm, I've gotten the ball rolling. You know, I feel good about it. And I went to my favorite keto group on Facebook and I posted about how incredible that water weight was um, to lose it and to feel so much better and to have my energy back and I got a, a message from the one of the hosts of the of the group there's two admins that I really admire the people who started the group and she reached out to me and she said I didn't post you know I didn't publish your your post because I'm really concerned about, you know, losing that much weight in a short amount of time. That's dangerous. And I said, yeah, I can understand where you might think or where people might read that and think, oh, wow, you know, keto is great. You'll lose, you know, 30 something pounds in the first week. Well, you know, that's unusual. I mean, when I did keto the first time around, I might have lost 11 pounds the first week. So you know, losing 30-something pounds is very unusual. 
And I could see where people might get the wrong idea about keto because a lot of people turn to keto for weight loss reasons. Whew, okay, so I'm getting out of breath because I'm out of shape. So I guess I'll stop because I, I am doing a podcast and I don't want you guys to not understand what I'm saying. All right. So she said that she was going to consult with um, the other admin of the group. And when she came back, she said, oh, you know what? Yeah, we were really concerned about the immediate weight loss because a huge shift in water like that can be dangerous for your body. We think you should see your doctor. So I'm sitting here thinking, wow, I just felt so good. Now I feel like maybe I should be worried. I thought I had, you know, dodged a bullet. I didn't know that I was still in the target zone. So, I, you know, and I tell you guys that because... You know, taking care of your health is really, really important. And we've been trained to look at the scale and feel like that is our overall um, record of health. If we're overweight and we want to lose weight, then losing that weight is is good. You know, that means we're doing everything right. And, and that's why we have so many of these fad diets and why people misuse uh, medications or the gym or the sauna because they're just trying to see a different number on the scale. They don't realize that they're maybe wasting their muscle or, and bones, that they're um, becoming malnutritioned. Um, I mean, there are so many things that we do wrong when we don't read up on the science. So I really respect um, the people in the keto world for doing the research and making that more important than numbers on the scale. I think that... As much as I loved Weight Watchers, and you know, and I've been successful at Weight Watchers in the past, but never kept the weight off. the The problem that I have with with Weight Watchers is that they basically are just about pounds on the scale, and they'll say so and so lost so many pounds in a certain amount of time, or they'll have people tout the program and and say, I've lost 50 pounds, and I've kept it off for blah, blah, blah. That's a small number of people who lose weight and keep it off. And I think a lot of that is because they haven't found the way that works for them. And they so they never really resolve the original problem that they came to Weight Watchers with. And that definitely is my problem. When I went to Weight Watchers and I would weigh in, all that person cared about was whether the scale went up or down. And if the scale went up, they would say, oh, you had a bad week, or oh, it was that time of the month, or oh, you know, sometimes that happens, or you might be stalled. And that's it. They're not trained to take a deeper dive. And of course, you don't want a Weight Watchers person, you know, going into your health issues. But I wish that they were more well-rounded in their education and maybe could direct us to you know look more deeply into the causes of our of our gains and our stalls and our losses and not just celebrate a huge loss you know without questioning how it happened um one story i have about weight watchers is that i was frantic uh, during my first real um attempt to lose a large amount of weight i was binging and just being ridiculous, starving myself, and to the point where I gained nine pounds of water 
in one week, I shouldn't say I gained it, I retained that much. Nine pounds of water, I guess I did gain it, because I, I weighed more when I weighed in. And, uh, <laughs> and the, the person who weighed me, I can't remember what her response was, but I'm sure it was something on the line of, is that correct? Nine pounds? And I said, you know, and, and it was the it was the same kind of thing. Oh, it must be water weighed and um, plus eating, you know, extra. I probably made up some story. Oh, it was a party or something. I don't know. So you can guess that the next week I was all about losing weight. And I went back the next week to weigh in and I had lost nine pounds. Nobody ever said to me that it sounded like something unhealthy was going on. You don't gain nine pounds and lose nine pounds, you know, that quickly and not question what might be happening. Nobody ever questioned me because all they cared about was the scale. And that's why Weight Watchers, in the end, is not good for me. I need to delve into the reasons so I can change my behaviors, so I know what to monitor, so I understand my health issues. Uh, I love keto because the community itself is so dedicated to the science and when people say keto is bad for you and this and that and the other, we could actually point to studies and we could point to research results and statistics and our own, you know, results with our doctors, which is the most important thing. Our own doctors are signing off because of the results that they're seeing. That to me is important. And our doctors are being told, you know, I tell my doctor, I'm doing a ketogenic way of eating. If you don't know what that is, here's a book about it. Here's a website about it because I want you to be on my team. And if my doctor told me she didn't uh, feel good enough about keto for me to stay on it, I would have had to get another doctor. And that's worth it to me because I, I don't want to keep doing this up and down thing. Now, the whole um, food addiction, that's another issue. But I know that it is a problem for me. And that's something I have to deal with separately. But, uh, you know, as a holistic journey towards health, I, I want to take everything into consideration. And it's important um, to do that, to not let one side falter and only pay attention to the scale. Because you're going to regain that weight if you don't understand why you have gained it in the first place and why you keep gaining it, why you keep falling off the wagon. Uh, I guess the other point I want to make about the, the weight loss successes that I'm having with keto is that keto is right for me. I've never felt that any other way of, you know, of, of getting healthy was as, as right for me, as a good fit for me as keto. As soon as I really got into it, I realized no more food cravings, no more, you know, worry about Oh my gosh, uh, you know, should I, should I stop now or am I going to ruin everything? You know, I might as well just give up because I ate too many calories and now I'm going to gain all this weight. No, I understand keto. Um, I'm using it as a, a metabolic um, revitalization, I guess, or uh, repair method because that's what keto does. It works on your metabolism and your hormones. And that's why it works for so many people who are epileptics. And it helps with people who have hormone-based diseases and cancers and that kind of thing. It's not a miracle. There's nothing magical about it. It's scientific and you, you follow it for metabolic repair. So it's not meant to be a weight loss program. Weight loss is the happy side effect 
of this program. All this water that I've lost, I probably would have lost it over time with any weight loss program. But because this program is diuretic in nature, the key, you know, being in ketosis, that's a diuretic process. So that enhanced the, the loss of the water that I've been retaining. And it's, to me, been so freeing and help, helping me get my energy back and, and resolving um, the edema, you know, the water retention. And I've still got water retention. That's something I just have to be careful about. I used to be on blood pressure medications. So my goal is to get off of, you know, medications. I don't want to be, I don't want to have high blood pressure. I don't want to retain water. Anyway, so that's uh, that's a discussion of the weight loss portion of it. Just to emphasize that this is uh, mostly water weight loss. It's not something that most people are going to experience. It's not the reason that you should be jumping onto a ketogenic way of eating. You should collaborate with your doctor. You should know why your body is reacting the way it is and how you got to that point in the first place. And I will be discussing this with my doctor. Um, she's an awesome cheerleader, and that's another thing you should do is have a doctor who understands and supports you in what you're doing. And always educate yourself. Don't just take what other people are experiencing and expecting it for yourself. Your body is your body, and your likes and dislikes are your likes and dislikes. Your habits are your habits. And all those things about your life is going to make the ketogenic process specific to you. And you cannot tell somebody else that they're going to have the same experience. That's not right, and it's misleading. Okay, so I will now go on to the next segment. I want to talk to you about exercise. When I was fully into this program prior to falling off the wagon, I had a hashtag that I used on Snapchat, and occasionally, I think on Instagram, called 3K Before Work. And my 3K before work uh, hashtag was all about getting 3K or 3,000 steps before I left for my job. And I walked to my job. It's not too far away, so I often actually would include that in my, in my walk. But if I can get 3K in my house before I even started walking to work, that was awesome because that set me up for getting... Uh, at least 8K for the entire day. And sometimes, because I'm competitive, that 3K hashtag in my mind would become, you know, 6K before the end of my job, uh, 10K before I go to bed. <laughs> and, you know, if you're a competitive person, make it work for you. I'm competitive, so when I set myself a goal, I compete with myself to reach it. And I try to do it in a healthy way. I don't want to get ridiculous and try to do more and more every morning. But 3K is doable. And all I do is I wear my headphones. I put some music on. I have a, a, a list on my Spotify called 50 Pounds. That was my weight loss goal. I, I break down my weight loss goal into increments. I have much more than 50 to lose, folks. And so for 50, my 50 pounds um, list of songs keeps me uh, usually within a certain steps per minute like beats per minute kind of thing. And it keeps me uplifted. The songs are awesome. And uh, often they are my favorite songs, so I'm in a good mood. And I just get to walking in my house. If you watch my Snapchat <laughs> story of me um, in the morning when I'm doing my 3K before work, you see me walking through the house, sometimes dancing. It's 
awesome. You know, you just get in a good mood. This year, I'm going to combine that with a walking meditation. I find it difficult to meditate in the morning because I'm still sleepy and I will probably fall back asleep and I can't afford to do that. So I will be getting up early, but I will be focusing on my future, the future that I am walking towards and incorporating that with every morning's um, 3K before work. I, it's important to, to be active, you know, regardless of what weight loss plan you're on. It's important to be as active as you can. If you're, um, you know, stuck in a, a chair, if you're stuck in a bed um, and can move your arms, then, you know, set a little goal for that. You know, my goal when I first started walking was 1,000 steps a day because <laughs> I didn't know what 1,000 steps really looked like. And, um, and I found that I would, at my very minimum, I think, uh, I think I would do 1,000 steps because that, that included walking to work and then being at work. And that's it. That's like a thousand steps. So combine that with walking back home and being a little more active at work, I found, oh, I could do 2,000 steps. And I started doing that every day and you know, incorporating walking during my breaks. I started to easily get to 3,000. And I thought, I wonder if I could do that at home. That's what got me you know, realizing I could do 3,000 steps in the morning before I even left the house. And once I started doing that and, you know, finding that that meant that I could complete 6,000K before bed, it just went on from there. You never know what you can do until you try. So don't set a limit, set a goal. And once you work towards that, your goal could be to see how far beyond that goal you can get. Now, I belong to several Fitbit groups, but I do have an Apple Watch. So that does make it a little difficult, but my phone still counts the steps and I could still use the Fitbit um, to transfer that information, I believe. I haven't you know, really tried it because I'm just now starting back with my watch and with my new renewed um, you know, schedule with the keto and the walking and all that. So I will let you know how well it works, but I'm still a member of those groups. If you're ever interested in walking with me, uh, I'm more than happy to, um, you know, be encouraged and motivated by any of you and to be a encourager and motivator to you. So I'm serious about the 3K before work. It's my personal uh, journey every morning, my personal little adventure. And uh, if you want to do 3K before work, that's cool. It's a um, hashtag. You, you can uh, use it on Instagram and show yourself walking on the Keto Health Project. Um, if you're on a Keto Health Project um, Snapchat account, um, you could do it in, um, you know, Instagram if you want. Any, you know, anywhere where we can communicate, and especially on Anchor.fm. If you listen to me there, just call in and um, and tell me about your walking experience. Um, I start with walking because it's easy. I don't have to have any special equipment. I don't have to go to the gym. I don't have any excuses. Make it as simple as possible to get that exercise in. <sighs> Fitness, I'm telling you. It is so important. It, it, it really helps on the keto journey to see how well you're doing um, as far as the weight loss also. Um, I can tell you that when I didn't walk, I really didn't get a sense of my fitness level. 
all I really knew was whether I had more energy and whether I was breathing better. I still am having the, the breathing issues and I still get, um, I guess, winded before my muscles give out. I know that over time that will change, but if I don't walk and I'm not monitoring that, I can lose all the weight in the world and not get a sense of my overall fitness. I incorporate everything because this is, like I said, a holistic journey. I'm not going to favor one, um, you know, the weight loss over the other, with it, which is fitness or mental health. So this is all one journey. I've got a goal. I envision it almost like a, an island or it's a country that I'm going to, a country that is already there. I don't, I'm not creating this future of health. That future of health is out there for me. I envision it every day. When I meditate, that's what I envision. I'm just going there. You know, I'm, I'm sowing the seeds to make that journey successful. And I'm not worried about whether I'm going to lose weight or not. In my mind, I already have. I'm at my goal. I'm, I'm looking at that country and I'm walking there. I'm going to name the country. I haven't named it yet. And I only make it an island because I find that intriguing. So I want to have a picture in my mind of my island that I'm going to. And I'm just not there yet. That's all. But I'm going to get there. And I think that um, I don't believe in affirmations that aren't supported by, you know, action. You can be as affirmative as you, as you want every morning and look in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful and, you know, all that stuff. I, I can't do that. I, I, to me, that's a waste of time. For you, it might not be. But for me, it's a waste of time. And affirmation for me has to be a reiteration of something that I know is happening. And, it, and the affirmation just reminds me that I'm capable of, of getting there, you know, and not to worry about, you know, making it happen. Worry now about the journey. Enjoy the process. You know, I, I otherwise you get into magical thinking, or at least I do, and it wears off. That magic wears off when the tough part of the journey comes in, when you have to resist the bagels that they brought to work, or you didn't lose weight for three weeks. <laughs> That's when the difficulty comes in, and I want to always remind myself of how capable I am and where I'm going. And I may not be able to pinpoint the date that I'm going to get there, but as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to get there. No doubt about it. All right, that's the end of my fitness discussion uh, and walking discussion for today. Well, it's almost midnight, and today was a full day of eating. I had a kind of a difficult time controlling it because I was actually hungry. So I had breakfast, and I don't have a lot of keto food in the house, by the way. I didn't realize that until today. So I had um, the same thing basically for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> um, eggs, and then a meat. In my case, um, we have some cans of Spam in the house. And that's like my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I think because of the saltiness. I didn't grow up eating Spam. So it was. I always saw it as something bad, and you know, it's processed food, so it's not something I normally would put in my diet, but I, it's my guilty pleasure. I actually like it. So I had that. Um, I fried it, um, slices of it this morning, and I had 
a couple eggs and the remainder of some cheddar cheese. And I uh, sauteed some spinach with garlic in butter. And then for lunch, when I looked around and realized I didn't have anything else to eat, I had uh, scrambled eggs with a little bit of spinach. And I had the spam again. This time I cut it up in cubes and I made sort of a spam scramble. And then for dinner, I looked around and I thought, I guess I'll just have the same thing again. And uh, what did I do? I can't even remember, but it's the same basic ingredients. I think I left out something. I, I left out one of the ingredients just to lower the, the protein and fat content. And then uh, I had a little room left for snacking. And I had a diet Snapple and I had my meal drink. And then I drank some coffee with cream. So I, I usually stick to about 1,700 calories. That's my upper limit. And I find that depending on how my day goes, I might eat from 1,200 to 1,700, anywhere within that range, depending on how hungry I am as well. Uh, today, I think I was just kind of bored. I was in the house all day. I just relaxed and watched television. I had my job interview. That was the highlight of my day and the walking this morning. And then everything else was kind of calm and quiet, which is a nice day to have. Um, once a week, it's good to just kind of have a little retreat, even if it's in your own house. So um, that also meant that I was never too far from the kitchen. And that's probably why I had the 1,700 calories as opposed to a day where I might have 1,500 or 1,300. So tomorrow, um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I may be meeting uh, with a friend down um, near downtown Las Vegas or maybe on a strip. It um, depends on what's going on in my house. We've got some stuff going on. But uh, I, it does bring up another topic, which is in my next segment. I have had a weight problem for the majority of my life. I started gaining weight rapidly at around age 12 when we moved into an all-white neighborhood. It was the first time I experienced racism. I was not used to that kind of ignorance. And I just kind of turned inward. Um, I ate to keep myself company and to give myself something good to look forward to. After a, a day at school, uh, a day of dealing with uh, racial ignorance and stupid comments, even from the teachers, uh, I, I just felt unempowered to do anything about it. I did have a few battles that I did have to deal with, but it ended up making me more angry and um, I just felt unsupported and I felt very visible and naked because I was so different. And, you know, I just felt like people noticed me all the time. I felt that I had the world on my shoulders, that I had to represent my race in the best way possible. I had to avoid any behavior that would be a stereotype that these kids and teachers would associate with an African-American. I was a major uh, studier. <laughs> And even though I wasn't good at math or science, I excelled in foreign languages. I took three of them. Um, starting in middle school, I took Spanish. And then when I got to high school, I, 
I took, um, I added two other languages and I was tops in those classes. And um, I was also uh, great in English. That was another um, skill that I had. Anything to do with reading and writing and languages. I was, you know, known to be a good student and I really took that to heart. I think I overcompensated trying to show that, you know, black people didn't fit into these stereotypes. And I wish that I had had other skills and more support, so I didn't have to go through that. But because of, you know, feeling that I had to take on all this responsibility and uh, feeling uncomfortable and not fitting in, I did turn to food, and I was over 200 pounds by the time I was, um, I would say, 14 or 15. And uh, since then, I've lost weight and gained weight, lost weight and gained weight. One time I lost 190 pounds. It took me three years. So, and that was through Weight Watchers. I, I've mentioned Weight Watchers in a, what sounded like a negative way before. I do have issues with Weight Watchers, which is why I won't join them again. But uh, I, of all the programs that are out there, it's Weight Watchers that I would support the most. I, I think the community, I know that sounds kind of, you know, paradoxical, but they have a great community. They've got great resources. Uh, they've got great materials. Just being in a room with other people going through what you're going through is, it, it makes you feel less alone. And people really do clap for you. I mean, I felt like a celebrity when I lost that 190. So it was such a huge achievement and other people who were at the beginning of their trial or journey, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, would look to me for inspiration and motivation. Like, how long did it take you? And was it difficult? And, you know, and I was so encouraging, uh, never really imagined that I would gain it all back, but I did. And I'll probably tell that story another time about how that was sparked. But, um, but I, I don't have a problem with Weight Watchers as far as the program itself goes. I just have a problem with the weigh-ins and how they're handled. So um, that comes to my self-image. To this day, I feel that I'm visible. Even though people really probably don't notice me at all, I, I have to get over that self-consciousness. And I, when I go to meet my friend in Vegas, I remember I actually asked her today, I said, when was the last time we saw each other? Because we had met, first met in person um, last August. And so when she told me, reminded me it was August, I, in my head I'm thinking, hmm, how much should I weigh then? Am I bigger or smaller than I was when she last saw me? Will she be shocked when she sees me? And it's sad at my age that I'm still thinking that way. So I'm, I'm hoping to work on this self-image issue that I have. Just wanted to share that. Well, to wrap up the day, I could say that it was successful. I did not have cravings for sugar or carbs. I find that a ketogenic way of eating and the fasting as well helped me to, when I deplete all those, you know, glycogen reserves, I don't think about the Snickers bars and the tortilla chips and all those you know things that I was eating before I just I have more emotional resources for other things I have more mental real estate 
to focus on maybe my hobbies or creativity when I'm not eating ketogenically and I'm fully into, you know, the food addiction, basically, the sugars and the junk food, then I'm always thinking about that. I'm always thinking about what I'm going to eat next and when I'm going to eat it and whether I should feel bad about eating this or that or when I'm going to stop eating this and what is it doing to me. And it, that is exhausting. It just, it takes up all of my time. And now eating ketogenically, I feel good about myself. So I've got this huge load off my back, literally, but also figuratively. I'm not consumed the way I was before. So I I do feel some freedom, which probably adds to the the joy, I guess, that I feel and the added energy that I have. It's all positive. So I just wanted to leave you with that message. I will connect with you again tomorrow on day six.